Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, May 10th. And we'll look at what the markets are doing, what inflation is doing coming up next when Dave joins us up here in just a second. Hope your day is going well. We've got lots of good stuff for you today. Hang tight. 5.7 Light FM. OMD is there. How you doing this morning? It's sunny. It's gorgeous. We're up to 70 in Sebring. And hey, guess what? The market's turning upward, too. How much better can a day get? We always check in on your finances this time of the morning. Philip Statler on the line with us from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. Sunny. Hey, good morning, Dave. Yeah, doing well. How about you? I cannot complain in the least. Like I said, sunshine 70. I got a 2 o'clock tea time. I'm cutting out early. What more can I ask for? <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Absolutely. Setting the table for the morning yesterday, just a minute, let me get to the markets. It was an eh day. I mean, you know, everything was red on my ticker, but uh, 56, 57 down on the Dow, 18 down on the S&P, and 77 down on the uh, NASDAQ was really the worst news that we had. We start talking about 17 hundredths of a percent movement. We're kind of getting used to wild changes, and that was really kind of a kiss in your sister day yesterday, wasn't it? Well, yeah, compared to what some of the days we've seen, absolutely. I mean, the, the NASDAQ being the worst of them all, but still less than 1% down, not not a bad day, um, given what it could be. Uh, absolutely. And that's kind of where my head's at. I mean, on a normal day, we'd say, oh, shucks, we were down a half a percent on the S&P. That's terrible. But that's kind of statistical wobble these days. And we're going to kind of prove it by how much things can wobble off of the government data dump this morning, because probably the big report for the week came out this morning, and that's the Consumer Price Index from April. And pretty much, this is kind of hitting a rule of thumb level. Don't surprise me by a big number, or the market's going to let their bull crud detector go off, but surprise me by a little bit to the good size, and we have relative party time. Uh, the consumer price index up four-tenths of a percent, both on the core and the overall number, which is smack dab on what the market expected. Uh, the uh, overall year-over-year number, they were expecting about 5% on the year-over-year, and the report came out at 4.9%. In the context of the size of this economy, that's a lot of dollars, but it's one of those little Pleasant surprises evidently made the market happy because I saw a turnaround over the last few minutes. Well, we did, Dave, because that's the lowest number we've seen in two years. So, uh, you know, that I think was uh, is helping us out across the board because that means the Fed is uh, should be happy. Right. We're, we're coming in less than expected. And that number is coming down and down and down, which uh, should be good news. And they've been crossing their fingers and telling us that they were trying for a soft landing and a gradual decrease in the inflation rate instead of seeing it fall off the edge of the earth. That's good news because it means we might actually be, cross your fingers, heading for that proverbial soft landing, which we'd frankly like a heck of a lot better than a Volcker-style recession. Exactly. So now maybe it's 4.9 now. Maybe let's just start looking at maybe you know, 4.2 or 4 for the next reading, and then we'd be really happy. 
Oh, you dreamer, you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we'll get kind of a precursor for that because the producer price index, normally it goes the other way around. We normally get PPI before the CPI, but uh, the producer price index is due to come out tomorrow, and that tends to precurse the uh, the consumer price index for the next time. So if our PPI number is a slightly pleasant surprise tomorrow, I would think that would be a ticket for some gains on the market, wouldn't you think? I would think so, because that would then be uh, another good news uh, type thing when it comes to inflation. And and I think that that's really, I mean, it ought to be our focus, right? Because the more we can get it under control, the more possibilities we have that we can hit a soft landing. Absolutely. I should throw the one fly in the ointment that came out of the inflation report today, the core CPI. Once you pull the volatile stuff like food and energy out, it's still, it did what it was expected to do, and that's good news, but it's still up at 5.5%, so the job ain't done yet by any measure. Oh, definitely not. I mean, you just go to the grocery store and you know that. So, I mean, we got more work to do, but at least we're heading kind of in the right direction. Oh, yeah. The thing that concerns me about the core rate being ahead of the overall rate is that tends to show me that the stuff that goes up in the core tends not to come back down again. So what we're seeing there, that ratcheting effect, the core stuff, once you get rid of food and energy, it just uh, continues to climb. So as I said, the job ain't done yet by any measure. And that might be being reflected in the mortgage uh, report this morning. The uh, Mortgage Bankers Association puts out weekly mortgage application figures. It was a pleasant surprise. It grew by 6.3%. The purchase index, after a little bit of a rate drop over the last week or so, uh, the purchase index was up only 4.8%, and that means something else had to grow, and that was the refinance index. It was up in double digits, a 10% uh, 10 increase in refinancing mortgage applications, and you and I talked about that for a minute before we went on the air. When you're talking 6% mortgage rates, that ain't looking for a bargain on payments. That's folks doing cash-out refinance in order to pay off their credit card bills. Exactly right. I mean, all these interest rate hikes are finally starting to get to folks, and you know they've overextended in the credit card department. And so they're looking at that equity, if they have any, in their homes to uh, to bail them out on the credit card side. Absolutely. I, I, I've been ruminating about this now on and off whenever we talk about consumer credit. My my score is pretty good these days, and my credit cards have carrying rates of around 20 21% these days. The marginal market for credit cards, people that are getting into a little bit of difficulty and trying to uh, kite balances around, I don't even want to think about what they're asking for carrying charges on credit cards these days. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what uh, some of them are getting. I mean, even with good credit, right? I mean, you know, Amex is, uh, you know, they're notorious. They don't want you to carry a balance, so they got extremely high rates if you happen to well oh i can't make it this month i'll have to wait till next month that man they 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 whop you good so that's the one you want to pay off every month for sure oh yeah even even, like i said even when the credit's good these days i mean the carrying charges are ridiculous i've got a habit of paying my balance off every month but uh, lordy i look at it and say 21 percent thanks but no thanks Imagine if it was back where I was eight, ten years ago, where I was a little bit more marginal. I'd probably be looking at thirty percent carrying rates right now. Exactly. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in that boat. Uh, yep, I was there, so I can empathize in the process. 
So we got some good news. You kind of mentioned that there was a turnaround. Everything was negative when I checked my delayed quotes uh, right before we went on the air. Then my delayed quotes hit 8.30, and we kind of took a turn. So evidently all this picture is all good news from the market, I gather. Well, I, I mean, I think that we're getting some bumps. Um, we, we've got a mixed bag this morning again, as we've been seeing throughout earnings season, uh, you know, pretty much across the board, right? Um, I understand. Yeah, so it's um, it's one of those things that you know, we've been looking at different things in the travel industry. And so Airbnb reported last night mm-hmm. and uh, they they beat expectations uh, across everything. Bottom line, top line, everything was better than expected. However, a little fly in the ointment for them. Uh, they gave a weaker than expected outlook for the second quarter. And, um, and this one's probably what really got them. They said it would be tough. Uh, they could have a tough time this year meeting their year-over-year comparables. Um, so that's not good news for Airbnb, which tells me that they maybe they're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in travel. They're the first ones that have kind of given us any indication that travel is slowing down, but they seem to see it coming, um, and they're trading down 14 and a third percent this morning. Youch. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't. If you can't beat last year, that's kind of like flatulence in church to the investors. I know there's another uh, there's another uh, timeshare rent to rent a private home company that's been doing a ton of advertising lately too. That market might be getting fragmented a little bit as well. Well, you got Airbnb and then you got VRBO, which they go by Verbo now. Verbo, um, that's uh, it, yeah. yeah, that's their new their center. But but actually. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I knew about VRBO before I knew about Airbnb. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're both have been long in the industry. Um, and, and there's there may be a few other guys out there, but not many. I mean, I think those are still the two big giants in that industry. Yeah, the war for the segment, though, just seems to be getting much more active. I'm seeing a run and ton more ads for both of them, for that matter, on cable TV lately. So, uh, yeah. Other, indi- yep. other indications. How are electric trucks selling anyway? The <laughs> brand I'd never heard of, but. <laughs> Rivian, I think that's how you say it, anyway. And they're the ones that they've been, you know, they're putting out the truck. The electric truck is, is their signature vehicle. Um, it's a nice looking truck, small little truck, but. Uh, they uh, they had a good quarter. I mean, as good as you can have when you're in the electric car business. They they uh, they didn't lose as much as expected, right? So that was that was good news for them. Uh, they're on track to meet their fifty thousand vehicle production target for this year. Uh, so good for them, and they're up eight and a quarter percent this morning. That's always good news when you don't just lose your shirt and don't lose your underwear as well, right? I guess so. You know, as long as you're you're uh, you know not losing as much as everybody thinks you should, then you're you're in good shape. Hey, another big <laughs> loser is right. uh, Twilo, and, and Twilo came out and uh, and they they missed um, really when it comes to revenue um, and and their forecast. They forecasted that they should be about nine eighty to nine ninety million in revenue. The expectations for this quarter is a billion. And so um, they're getting slapped around quite a bit this morning, down almost 18%. <laughs> Before you give me any more bad news, let's tie the ribbons on the thing. It was kind of an off day yesterday on Wall Street. 
And we kind of alluded to it earlier, 45 minutes before we open, I gather there's a little good news on the market futures so far, huh? Dave, I'm seeing a huge jump in the Dow. Um, I mean, it was negative when I got up this morning. When I got to work, it was slightly positive because I was a little late getting here. Man, it's jumped up to, it's up $175 now. It's up over a half a percent. Uh, the S&P 500 is up almost eight-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up a little over eight-tenths of a percent. And the Russell 2000 up almost one and a half percent this morning. So um, they're liking what they see when it comes to the economic numbers. On the other side, still getting some good numbers on silver, up three quarters uh, to 2608. I don't know it's going to hold there, Dave, because it was up like one and a half about 20 minutes ago. Um, so it's sliding a little bit from that standpoint. Gold's up a half a percent to $2,054 an ounce. Crude oil's basically even from last night's close, but it's up a couple pennies from yesterday. It's at $73.69 a barrel. All righty. Overseas markets kind of do what they usually do. The Asian rim market tracked our uh, performance yesterday, and they were looking at uh, slight losses across the board in the Asian rim. European markets are looking at us and saying, whoo, okay. Uh, they pretty much all turned positive as well over the last 20 minutes after following our lead on the futures and then what's going on with the inflation rate. That's where we're at 45 minutes before we start throwing real money around. If you're thinking about throwing money around, it's a good idea to find out where to put it if it's your retirement fund. How do I find you to figure out where to go? Absolutely, Dave. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people determine the risks they have versus the risks they should have in their portfolio. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. Alrighty, and back again tomorrow morning with a pile of big names that report after the close tonight and the PPI here on Light. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Give us a call. Let us help you plan the retirement you always dreamed of. 863-382-0037. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then. Have a great one.